welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and discuss it in depth. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about the first solo record from Alabama Shakes frontwoman Brittany Howard. The title is Jamie and it starts out with a song called History Repeats. Howard is the songwriter and lead singer of the Alabama Shakes, who have experienced incredible success in the past several years. And she said that she spent about a year trying to write a third album for her band, and she just kind of was stuck. And she felt like she had this solo material in her that she really needed to get out. And it's all very personal. It's much different in style. It's more experimental. And it's very exciting. Yeah, there's a tremendous looseness here that... It's the this first track starts off with drums and a very funky guitar and actually a couple of different interlocking guitar lines and it's both intricate but it feels improvisational. There's almost a jazzy vibe to it that is very different from what I was expecting, and yet she pulls it off. And I think yeah, that being loose and tight at the same time and to have very little structure that it's kind of a verse a little interlude another verse and then this outro that repeats over and over and over again which is appropriate for history repeats yeah and it's a theme throughout the album that she's she wrote this song and a lot of the album with the feeling that we're in this kind of terrible part of American history and she's concerned that we're going back to old patterns and we kind of haven't made progressive movement forward. And so as a biracial woman who's married to a woman and has experienced a lot of discrimination in her life, I think she felt that this moment, it was particularly important for her to write a record that really expressed how she felt. Yeah. There's uh, some sadness, but that's the, the that refrain that ends the song of history repeats and we defeat ourselves which is so down but then come on everybody we just gotta get we gotta do this and it's you it's a little bit of a you know neck snapper to go back and forth between mm-hmm. good bad hope despair but you know that this is an album about extremes and 
you know, personal reaction to tough times. And I think it segues well into the next, the second song, which we'll play next, which is called He Loves Me. urgency and repetitiveness of that first out al- first song on the album i like that we get a change of pace here where it gets very languid i guess is a good word for it where there's a sense that there's no hurry and i think that's perfect for this message of acceptance and wanting a non-judgmental god to be there because the vision of religion where everyone's being judged and it's uh, very top down and yeah i love not, the the, not... the way this is composed with the spoken word of the preacher or the worship leader as he's credited in the album credits with this view of god as someone who is accepting and doesn't judge and just loves you no matter what you're doing and i feel like this album is about self-acceptance generally and it's just so positive and so wonderful to listen to for that reason and the title of the record jamie is named after her sister who taught her piano and taught her how to write songs when she was a kid and then died when she was 13 of a rare cancer and i think Brittany howard was eight maybe horrifying yeah, and she has spoken in interviews about how she feels like her sister is with her in spirit every day, and she talks to her, and she thinks about her. And so this, by naming the record after her, it's kind of like a statement that this is about who she is as a person and her like personal history. And there's a great quote that I read from her in one of her interviews about this album where she said she turned 30 and she she wanted to she was thinking about what she wanted the rest of her life to look like. And she said, do I want to play the same songs until I'm 50 and then and then retire? Or do I do something that's scarier for me? Do I want people to understand me and know me? Do I want to tell them my story? I'm very private, but my favorite work is when people are being honest and really doing themselves. It's moving and inspiring. And I like that this is this song where she is taking that inspiration and not overworking it that this like i love that there's a verse that's literally like i don't go to church anymore i know he still loves me and that's it and then it goes into the chorus like i don't need to overdo this the message is simple let it stand on its own own two feet it's strong so the next song we'll play is called georgia georgia see you don't know it but i'm afraid Me. I just want Georgia to notice me. I just want Georgia 
a wonderful hearkening back to a childhood crush and I think she does such a good job of mixing the universality of that with the extra layers of being gay in a culture that was for sure not ready for that and not really understanding that and so it's the sweetness and the intensity and the self-doubt and I, one of the touches I really like about this is the way these verses are constructed where it's four lines and then it peaks in the third line and then it keeps going into the verse, into the chorus rather. Mm -hmm. And so there's this sort of sense of it getting intense and then keeps going and it's very anticlimactic in a way that I think is appropriate to a childhood crush that will never become anything. The way that these songs are constructed does such a great job of making them feel improvisational and natural, but also they're clearly very well thought out and really convey a lot of nuance and meaning, which is really powerful. And I know that in interviews, Brittany Howard has said that she, when she thinks of a song she kind of hears the whole thing in her head with all the different parts and I think that really comes through in the songwriting because it's so well constructed and well thought out but feels so natural yeah and yeah it, again I, I think that being able to be sophisticated and yet channel the innocence of youth is pretty remarkable and I think it's a wonderful one-two punch to have this about a childhood crush and then the next song about you know, being maybe a little more of an adult, but still uh, a ch childish adult in a relationship. It's called Stay High. Everybody feels and walks around with that ugly thing on their face. And where I come from, we were hiding ground in us day. grasping for a segue there on that intro and i think maybe better than childish is nostalgic you know hearkening back to a time when things were simple and you could just enjoy life yeah this she has said that this song is a, she wrote it about you know just wanting to be in that moment with your loved one where just everything's right and you're just hanging out and the world seems perfect and just wanting to stay in that moment forever yeah and I think it's a natural human impulse that doesn't go away as one matures, even though reality keeps intruding. But 
I think it's important yeah, to remember, remember what's important and remember what you love about someone, even when times are hard. And it's okay to want to go back to that. I love how much the instrumentation on this song reflects the message and the feeling of it, that all of the instruments are very, like the, the acoustic guitar doesn't have any heavy beats. It's just very light strumming. And then there's this toy piano or xylophone or something that's just kind of plinking along and there's hand claps and it just feels so light. Yeah, I love the contrast in that bit we heard at the end where it's this very low, insistent single bass note just Mm -hmm. pulling you along and then the plinky Mm -hmm. uh, toy piano on top of it is such a great contrast and I I kind of appreciate when people use odd numbers in music that that verse we heard is kind of is these three different sections each increasing in intensity and then the hand claps coming in the end as she talks about dancing and clapping and it's so joyful it's a really delightful song and I'm. Uh, I, it's interesting. There, I guess in an interview, she was not very happy with it. Played for someone, and that person said, "Oh, this is going to be the hit," <laughs> and that's very charming. Yeah, sometimes and, you need a second opinion. Yeah, exactly. And it's also a very cute video. So the next song we'll play is called "Short and Sweet." Something short and sweet. I don't care. I've been hurting all alone It didn't kill me, no But it wasn't no fun Come and get you some Just the beginning I only want the beginning We'll give each other all of our best in them Time can do what it wants with it There are mountains between us There is time between us Wink, there's something between us This album is so kind of rich and dense sonically. Brittany Howard has assembled this significant team of musicians, mostly new people, except for the bassist from Alabama Shakes, Zach Cockrell, is along. And as I called out on an earlier song, providing that amazing bass line that anchored the song. But here she's going for a very stripped down sound that is kind of retro, just her guitar and amp hiss is the only other instrument Mm -hmm. and it gives it this real feeling of authenticity that seems weird like oh it's not a mistake no it gives it this grounded sense that it's just her and her guitar in a room and she's not sweating the details she's just letting herself feel and in the process try to enter this song into the sort of classic jazz standards Mm -hmm. uh, because it's her voice is extraordinary. The emotion is so intense. And then there's that kind of hint of 
the, the wryness of it, of acknowledging, hey, I'm talking about the intensity of how it feels at the beginning of a relationship. And I don't know if it's going to turn out well. And there, there's that awareness, you know, the adult awareness that have been through this. I know there's the chances are this isn't going to turn out great, but I'm I'm still in. Yeah. And the twist is she wrote this at the beginning of the relationship with her wife. So it all turned out. <laughs> oh, I did not just catch that. Sweet. That is adorable. I, I, she, she said that in some interview. But I, I like, I think this is a great juxtaposition right at the middle of the album. There's kind of, it. The, there's two songs that kind of present two different sides of what she's doing with this record. And there's this one that's completely stripped down where you really can appreciate how amazing and how nuanced her vocals are and just how much she can convey with the way that she uses her vocal instrument. And then that is butted up against the next song that we'll play called 13th Century Metal, which is kind of all of the instruments sounding very improvisational and putting together what almost sounds like a sound collage that's full of energy that shows a different side of her. And I think I think it's really great that they put these songs together right at the middle of the album. So we'll play that. I promise to love my enemy and never become that which is not God. I dedicate my spirit in the service of what is good and fair and righteous. tough to pick a part of that song to play because it it's so it goes so well as a complete work of art the way that it starts with kind of the instruments coming in and they're sort of in unison and building on something and then they sort of fall out of sync with each other and it just sounds so improvisational and then her with her spoken word sort of holding things together at the top it really is effective yeah there's so much going on here that it has this very loose jazzy improvisational feeling it's at the same time feels almost baroque in its intensity and i don't know if that's what she's going for with that 13th Mm -hmm. century although baroque is a little later than that but it has this very almost medieval structure combined with that looseness combined with while she's basically just chanting and then meanwhile that's ancient but then it's so much of the first couple of minutes of the song is i almost think of it as a conversation between two synths that are very much one is all the way in the left ear one is all the way in the right ear and they are talking to each other and trading back and forth and i'm not sure what they're saying but it's really cool and it's all anchored by these drums Mm -hmm. uh the drummer is nate smith someone i'd not heard of before Mm -hmm. listening to this album and he 
you know, we hear a little of that drum solo at the end. He goes on the list of people. Uh, I think it's pretty much him and Janet Weiss where, oh boy, a drum solo. I'm looking forward to it because holy crap, he's an amazing drummer. There are so many songs where the first instrument you hear at the beginning is drums and it highlights what a skilled drummer he is and how much he adds to this record. I, I often don't notice drums and then when I do it's because they're very remarkable and he does a great job of being just super expressive. Yeah, and w- one thing I noticed on the... Uh, credits for the album I think he and a couple of the other players are listed as composers with Brittany Howard and I think that's great that on a solo record she's not taking charge of everything like she might be leading the show but she's very much clearly taking input from these other remarkable musicians and the results speak for themselves so the next song we'll play goes in a very different direction it's called Goathead does such a great job of recounting a really horrific incident in a way that makes the listener uncomfortable but also really effectively conveys the emotion she's trying to get at if this is she has said this is about a real thing that happened when she was a baby and her mom was white her dad was black she was growing up in a very small town in rural alabama where there were a lot of farm animals animals around and one time she, when she was a baby her Mom came out and her dad's car had had the tires slashed and windows broken and someone put a goat head in the back. And I think they they spray painted like don't come back on his car. Yeah, it's really something that coming to terms with your upbringing where, you know, as we touched briefly in, earlier in the album on her sexual identity and here her racial identity was such a source of friction growing up. And yet. You know, she stayed in Alabama and named her band Alabama Shakes. And when Alabama Shakes first broke out as a popular band and went on tour, that was the first time she'd ever been outside of Alabama. Yeah. And so what it does to someone to grow up with that and instead of giving into despair to channel it into music and a lot of that music really joyful. But here, as you said, uncomfortable and bearing so much discomfort and anger in a way that is you know, we can't look away but it's it is it challenges the audience as it should challenge <laughs> this is rough stuff and the way that it's constructed with 
these really close mic vocals and then kind of a plinky piano that's very kind of happy at the beginning and we came in sort of in the middle of the song but the beginning is just talking about you know tomatoes are green and cotton is white and sort of presenting this view of a child of the south in a real kind of upbeat piano tinkly sound and then the piano becomes more minor key and sort of goes off a little bit and then there's just this kind of steady simple beat underneath yeah how it grows more discordant and how she uses these pauses in her speaking to ramp up that discomfort like you you, she's not going to rush through this she's going to let it sink in and it is intense, uncomfortable. It's it's not. I wouldn't call it enjoyable, but it's a really important emotional beat for the record, and it drives home what a personal work this is. Even if she gave produce, you know, songwriting credits to other folks, it's her album for sure. So, as thankfully, it's not. We're not closing on as intense a note. I think for the record, that would be a lot. But there's a a few some more. Uh, enjoyable let's call them more pleasant songs at the end and the next one we'll play is called presence it's the penultimate track come what may track is the delightful surprise of a harp dominated track not what i expected and yet it feels so perfect for a song about slowing down and thinking what's important and what's important is having someone who loves you and who you can't wait to see and whom thinking of the world without her in it is inconceivable it's it's so sweet it's so heartfelt and after some of the darkness that we've been through on this album, it's this little respite and it, it a little slice of heaven. And it's so nice also, though, to go from that harp into a chorus where the harp is now part of an ensemble with loud <laughs> drums and guitars yeah. and holding its own. It's really fun. Yeah, I feel like the the overarching feeling that I get from this record is just a mix of darkness and light and power and beauty you know there's like this really powerful bass drum and then the really pretty harp and her la 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 voice (laughs) and it just really conveys I think what her intent was was this record is to like convey something of her life experience which has been really intense and crazy and from the racism of growing up 
the child of a black and white parents and then her sister dying. And then after her sister died, their house burned down. Or I think while her sister was in the hospital, their house burned down. Then her parents split up and just kind of having this really sort of tough life, but always coming back to her music and, you know, feeling, being able to channel that into art and make something positive about it and feel positive about the world, even while things are not great right now in America, but to find the beauty and the power in that. Yeah, it's, it's powerful. It's personal. It's universal. It's, you know, when we heard she was going to break, a, not, not release an Alabama, Alabama Shakes record, but do a solo record. I think anticipation was high. This was going to be impeccably crafted and absolutely deeply personal and she delivered in a big way yeah so we're gonna go out with the last song on the album which is called run to me and you've been listening to for the record we've been discussing Brittany howard's first solo album called jamie thank you so much for listening bye-bye run to me It's not funny being free and wild 